Hey guys, I'm coming in from the green room with a freaking superstar, okay? Kayvon, the half Persian prince. Look at his freaking biceps. Oh my God, his teeth are so white. Oh. So uh, we're here at the Brea Improv, um, uh, just chilling with Comedy his dog. Club. Yeah, his dog is freaking amazing as well. Yes. Reno, come here. You're gonna make that dog appear. This is the newest okay. addition to the Kayvon comedy team. He turns one today, Ooh. and he's a boxer. He's so well behaved. It's baby Reno. This is amazing. The biggest okay. little puppy in the world. So, cute. so awesome. Reno, speak. Speak. Okay. He's happy to be on the podcast, too. I love it. Where's your rope? Go fetch rope. So we're rope. just going to interview uh, the dog. <laughs> we're like half an hour. All right, cool. So you have a book called Once You Go Persian. Um, is it? I read the book. But I don't, yeah. You know, can you just show us? Yeah. Amazing book. Definitely get it. So what inspired you to write it? Well, I keep getting the same questions every single night after every show. Which one is Persian? Is your mom that is Persian or your dad that is Persian? And I'm like, She's I already always... told you in the comedy <laughs> show. Did you, could you tell me one more time? I go buy the book. I think they're just trying to like hit on you. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> and she goes, which half is Persian? Yeah. You didn't say which half. So I told her the lower half. Oh, that's hilarious. I, I don't know what that top. means. Oh. In the book, there's just like a little tutorial. If you like my comedy, you want to know where did it all come from. Starts with Iranian dad, regular wife, mom from Iran and Iowa. And those are some good looking people. Yeah. Oh my and then that's what, probably, you know, amazing. And this is when I was actually really good looking. The first page chapter oh, one, I found my first. Were you really blonde? Day. I was blonde hair, blue eyes, yeah. And this dog turned one today, so there's a lot of people turning Ooh, one. Oh, birthdays. All so right. this book starts at the very beginning and goes over all the funny stuff, getting invited to Dubai as a comedian, going on tour for the first time. If you are a comedian or you want to know what comedians' lives are like, this book is perfect because it kind of, it shows you all the good, the bad, the ugly, and makes it funny, hopefully. I laughed. It was hilarious. Oh, I love it. very funny. So um, he also has like this Nooroos DVD. I'm just like, okay. Because I thought today was the ruse, and I really messed well, up. Well, by the time this airs, this will <laughs> yeah, be Yeah, it will be ruse, yeah. I actually will air it on March 19th. So, well, no ruse, for those who don't know, is Persian New Year. And the reason I call it Lost and Found is because my father never told me about Persian New Year. I didn't know there was such a thing. How do you thing. just go? We've all heard like, of Chinese New Year. Yeah, yeah, but like, We've heard of regular New Year. I get, I got a call and <laughs> said, do you want to be the headliner for our Persian New Year event? I thought it was a yeah. joke. And, How old were you? 25. And I'm a comedian. I'm like, what's that? They're like, no rules. You don't know no rules. How do you not know no rules? The guy was going crazy. So I yeah. discovered no rules. That's I, hilarious. Your I, dad kept like a tight loop. They have their own version of a Christmas tree. I figured out what that was. They have to wear certain outfits. I figured out what those are and they have to eat a lot. I definitely was able to do that. You're so fit. That's crazy. Cause oh. like after 30, are you after 30? I'm after 30. I'm on the wrong side fit. He's fit. He's crazy. Uh, I've dated, Especially I dated touring, touring comedians are not supposed to have veins in their arms. Either. Yeah, because you had a workout video with your best friend. No, you guys I, can follow them on Instagram. What, what's your Instagram? Instagram, so, so. at K-V-O-N comedy, K-Von comedy. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you start comedy? Like, were your parents thrilled? Or you might have to buy the book. I'm not going to do this uh, anymore. All right, anymore. damn it. No, um, I, I, I would watch <laughs> The Late Show with you know, David Letterman mm -hmm. or this Tonight Show and all these things. And I just said, I want to do that one day. I want to sit on the couch, deliver jokes at first, and then interview famous celebs. I didn't realize, like, three people get that job every 20 years. <laughs> I thought, oh, yeah, they're just going to see me and be like, you take it. Right. So, like, the Persians that I went to school with, they all either went to poli-sci or engineering or they became dentists. So, like, 
Yeah. What What were you? I mean, okay. Every, pretty well, much, you said everything in the book, so I don't even know what to ask you. Well, I'm not really Persian. I was raised American in America, and that's what all my comedy is about. How do you feel about that? You're kind of like in between. It's fine because I'm actually 100% American. I've never been to Iran. I don't oh, speak yeah. the language. All no, I've done, all I. I've done is taken an interest in all these different things and shown it from an American's point of view, who happens to have a father who was born there. And so whenever people try to say, oh, how does it feel being Iranian in America? I go, you got to ask somebody else. <laughs> I'm from Reno, Nevada. Got a cowboy hat and a dog named Reno. But Thank you. You found the rope. Yeah. Good boy. So like uh, you say your brother's like more... He's a dentist, so he's more like traditional. Yeah, so anyways, any parent wants their kid to be successful. Yeah. You go to any dental school, but you're there's more Hawaiian moms, there's Mexican moms, everyone's crying because their little yeah. daughter, Guadalupe, <laughs> made it or whatever. And so Persians like to be dentists and professionals. Yeah. And Iranians are very highly educated. They, they really push on that. Like, get one, get two degrees, then you can quit school yeah. after that. Because you did law school. So you don't see a lot of Iranian high school dropouts. Yeah. Most of them don't even drop out of college. college yeah. You, you might see a PhD dropout. Drop like, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> 17 more years of college. So, like, were your parents, like, excited about your career choice? Or no, did you... no, no. Nobody, no parent wants to hear, oh, dad, I'm throwing away my college degree and going into the arts. Hey, mom, I know you're in a, my mom's like a nurse, right? So yeah. she, my, my brother's a doctor. They talk all day oh, about the OR. I'm like, ah, uh, I had a drunk girl at my last <laughs> open mic. They're like, get out of the family. Just I feel go. like that's what people do stand-up comedy. They, they do stand-up comedy to get late. Yeah. Obviously. And I also yeah. had too good of a family upbringing to go into comedy. You know, most of these guys, like, you know, Dave Chappelle, um, from what I understand, was like at the comedy clubs at age of 15, 16. Oh, yes. My mom was like, you're doing your homework and yeah. going to bed. You're not hanging yeah. out with people smoking cigarettes yeah. and drinking about to go tell five minutes of dick jokes. That is not going to so, happen. So what age did you start? Because you live in Reno, Nevada, which is like an interesting I, place. Yeah, I needed some more like, trouble. I didn't want to live in a nice... Yeah, I... Yeah, more trauma. You know, I needed more trauma. A lot of comedians are overcoming something else and they bring all that anger to the stage. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, my, sometimes the gate in my gated community wouldn't open on time and it was like, made me late for school. Uh, you know? that's, yeah. that's not enough. So that's, okay. all my jokes come from other places because I can't dig into like, have you ever been that's so good. high on mushrooms that the trees were walking? You know, all these stories and things. I just don't relate to any of them. So my comedy, I try to ground it in reality. That makes sense. Yeah, because I don't drink. I don't do drugs. So I can't even yeah. be friends with these comedians. So yeah, you like, can be friends with them. But, yeah, but their stories, like, and, and they do look at you kind of weird. Like, hey, yeah, you want to hit this? You're like, no, I don't do that. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trust factor isn't there unless you're like smoking weed in the back room with a lot of them. But, you know, there's other groups. There's a lot of comedians that don't. The 80s, every comedian was doing drugs from what I understand. And lately in the, um, like, the last generation of comics, they're going clean. They're like, yeah, which is I go to the gym twice a day, I do CrossFit, yeah. I don't drink. What do you smoke. do? Like, what, what, I, was a, I was a spin instructor for two years. That you was were. what I wanted to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> and if you have stage fright or anything, then you, what you should do is teach something you're good at. And I was always a good cyclist. What is spin again? Cycling. It's cycling. Oh, okay. And I figured I'm afraid to go. Two people your legs. <laughs> They're not as good anymore, man. I was teaching two classes a week. I was in British. But um, I, if, you're, if you're afraid of public speaking, then what you want to do is find something you're already really good at and then teach that class. And throw in a few jokes or throw in a few personal stories in between. Because then you can always go back to that thing you're, uh, you're actually comfortable with, which is yes. teaching pottery, right? Yeah. And then you're like, hey, you know, who else likes pot? Bill Clinton. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, here's, how you mold, here's how you mold the pot. And you can throw in little jokes and see if this comedy thing would be right for you. Okay. 
So spin instructor, I was like, pedal, faster, up, down. And then I'd be like, pretend there's a Dunkin' Donuts up ahead, here we go. I mean, it's not very funny, but it was just an intro to getting on stage, being in front of people with a mic. And they're too, they were too tired to heckle my bad jokes. Cause they're like, <laughs> yeah, now the heckle is out. Plenty of energy. No. He finally trusts me. Wow. Look at me. Only talked like Hi, 15 minutes. Speak. Is he is he pure? Yeah, he's uh, a purebred boxer, and it's his birthday today, so he's it. he does not want to. Where's your rope? Go fetch your rope. Go fetch. Are you gonna give him like a cake? Are you one of those dog dads who are like go crazy? Uh, I can't eat cake right now. I have my teeth whitened today. Take a look. Do yours next to mine. Mine looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfair. I have a totally bleak. Yeah, unfair advantage. Every time I breathe in, it's like painful. So the, the more that I talk, the more painful. I just I'm make in, you talk until you. I'm enduring <laughs> you this. Your jaw falls off. I love it. I really appreciate it. Seriously. So, um, what was your first open mic experience like? Um, like, what were some of the feelings that you were? Well, my first show ever was at the comedy store in the belly ring, and. This guy were told me to get me on stage. Like, he told me I could do five minutes, and I practiced every day for like 35 days in front of the TV. I turned the TV up long, like really loud. Yeah. The news was like, and another bombing, and this, and I was like, and my dad said this, and my mom said. I was trying to be distracted so that I was trying to be distracted so that when the hecklers came or the lights went on, I wouldn't forget my jokes. I think I need it. So get down. Oh. So my first open mic ever was a success. That's amazing. And then I, I invited totally all my that. friends and bombed the hardest I've ever bombed in my life the second time. So. Hey, that's little so baby Reno. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. I'm so happy. Oh, yeah. He I'm loves so friends. Happy. Yeah, I can have a song. I forgot. You hear this interview almost every day. Just play, play, play with this thing. Yeah. You're so awesome. I know you help us with the VIP oh, DVDs yeah, and stuff. Of course. Yeah. My name's Stacy. Do you guys need anything right now? Do you want a drink? This is the when we do when we do the green room stuff, we get all kinds of favors. Get down. No licky. Reno. I, you will get in trouble. He's excited. I don't mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do um, a uh, a shot of tequila. Please. Of course. You and guys then, are getting the insights. And then um, soda water. Tequila, uh, soda water on the side. On the side. You got it. Yeah. Do you want to do like a Patron? Yes, please. Patron? Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Any AG3 right here? No, I'm good. Okay. I, I had my teeth whitened today. Oh, oh, the worst right. time to do it because so I can't, and they said I can only eat white food. So there goes cauliflower. Oh, no. Yeah, right. Well, cauliflower <laughs> you do, but not buffalo cauliflower. Yeah. I can't do the nachos. I guess I can only have the mac. Nope, the mac and cheese is probably yellow, huh? Yeah. I'm screwed. So I'm on a new diet. It's called tequila only. Okay. But I hear you. Let's like see the results. Sure. Yeah, okay. I can do some, a little, you got a little it. salt. Mm -mm. Yes. I need the tequila to deaden. You don't have any pain. <laughs> okay, I'll be right back. Oh, you're right, right, right. So we'll see the results of this tequila diet. Uh, we'll see how it goes. So what I don't about normally <laughs> drink before a show? You don't need to drink. If you need to drink to be funny, you're not funny. Do you do drugs? No, I've never done drugs. I don't. I've never had coffee in my life. Shut up. Mm -mm. No never, way. No. Fun fact: I've never had a cup of coffee, and I never no will. Way. Cause I don't want to be addicted to drinking coffee just to wake up in the morning. I just slap my did face, play with my dog, and then run. Well, wait, that did you dog, do energy drinks? Did That's you do energy dirty. drinks? Like, mm, no, no energy drinks. No. Do you just never stay up? Look at the bags under my eyes. I just. That's just normal movies. Just always bags. You can yeah. But um, what advice do you have for like new comedians? Um, first thing a new comedian got to do is get my book. Get and the book. This teaches you how someone went from Reno, Nevada, to the Hollywood big stages and headlining all around the world. 
Second thing I recommend is get on, if you don't have time to get my book and you're lazy. I mean, I read like- It's five seconds, get it. It's so easy. I read 15, 20 comedians books before I started comedy. I read- um, Who's your favorite? Oh, what I read was Richard Pryor's, I read uh, Robin Williams, Steve Martin, all these books. And I was just like consuming. If they didn't write it, I read someone that wrote about them, a biography, let alone an autobiography. So if you're not willing to read, then you're not a professional because you got to know who came before you. Before stand-up comedy, what was there? Vaudeville. You got to know these standard punchlines, and then you got to write your own material. So you got to make sure you know what's out there, so you're not copying other people. And I would think my material is a lot it's of it is original. a fresh take on stuff you've already kind of heard about. Because you can't be like, hey, so alien ships are kind of like made of a weird metal. Like it doesn't relate. You have to be relatable but fresh. Yeah. So if I'm talking about dating, every comic in the world has talked about dating, right, Reno? Right. They all spoke about dating. <laughs> Reno? Reno? Hasn't every comic said it? Yeah. So, yeah, you didn't want to answer. He doesn't want to be a part of this shenanigans. But your 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 stories are awesome because you kind of talk about your the, the, the Persian princess and then you talk about... Yeah, so like, uh, my material is... Um, original. 35% Iranian joke, Persian jokes. Like, hey, Persian girls do this. Persian, but it's like 65 to 70% mainstream. I put up yeah, extra. There's so many kebab comedians, but you don't want to be stuck in the What's kebab. What's a kebab comedian? All the jokes end with a kebab joke. And then the kebab is smell like this. So then I ate the kebab. You know, everything. It, pretty soon the audience turns off. Like, let me guess. He wore cologne and he wants to be a doctor and he eats kebab. So my material try to end with like, when you go on a date, should you use a coupon? When you get drunk, who should get drunk first, men or women? Things like that. Obviously men. We're doing yeah. a podcast right now. Yeah, we're doing a show. But it's live, so we can see what actually happens in the green room. Very cool. Yes. Awesome. And I want to see what happens with this tequila diet. Which, are which I'm never going to do. Uh, I'm not even allowed to have green lime. Can you believe it? But I am allowed to That's have some white diet. Right green, you want tequila? Tequila? No water. Thank you. No licky boy. Enjoy. Thank you. One of my most recent jokes is about paper straws, which we have here. The straw is not plastic. And this is topical material. You don't have to be Persian. You don't want your jokes to be so Middle Eastern. Yeah, How about a joke about paper straws and how it's ruining our society? And that's a fun twist because when a comic gets extremely angry about straws, it's fun because it's not hurting anybody. It's it's light and they're like he's not really that mad but he, look at all that anger. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. So, um, what were my questions? I had some questions. This is the first thing I ate all day. I love it. It's it's actually 7 p.m. right now, guys. So he's been on the road, not eating anything. Uh, with my doggy. With your dog. And, I got a haircut uh, today, so that's that's amazing. Wow. Hopefully it looks good. I don't know if in the lighting, but trust me, it looks it's good. Pretty in good. Life. It's pretty good. He's mm -hmm. gonna do a show in like an hour, yeah. and uh, it's all good. You're seeing. Backstage stuff, you're never going to see in any other podcast. We're going to get so, all these people in. The way I promoted tonight's show in Brea, California at the Improv, which seats 400 people. Amazing. Is I did as many shows around Orange County leading up to it and did a big shout out. Hey, if you like my show tonight, please buy a ticket and I'm going to give you one free for telling a friend. So I had about 200 people mm -hmm. tell a friend and now we're like... Almost sold out. Amazing. Wow. On a, what day is it? Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. Wednesday is the hardest, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are the hardest days to sell out a show. Then Thursday and Sunday are a little easier. Friday, Saturday, easy. If you're not selling out Friday and Saturday or getting close, you suck. You suck. You People don't even, you, I saw a comedy <laughs> club, like the improv, giving away free tickets to a headliner on a Friday night. Terrible. I'm like, wow, free tickets at this club? 
That's Mm-mm. crazy. Mm-mm. So what do you credit your success to? Because there's, I feel like, especially because I'm around in Orange County, I see like Middle Eastern comedians all the time, but they don't reach the success level that you have. So like, what are your thoughts on like, what made you? Well, like- tenacity. I mean, first of all, I'm auditioning for things in Hollywood. So I'm oh, so you're like an actor. Yeah, I was on a couple of things on TV. Then I landed a Showtime thing. Then I got on Netflix. But that's all what the, the, the industry picks you for. Yes. So you're going to sit around waiting to get picked by the industry. Mm-hmm. What can you be doing while you're doing that? Mm-hmm. That's when I started creating the book, the DVD. I got the other DVD. This is just hours and hours of self-created material. So that oh, you have a new one. Yeah. And then there's another hour right here. This is the new one. Buy his stuff, guys. Most people don't have DVDs anymore. So then I created wow. a digital download of another hour of material. So this wrist is the stuff. Out. Yeah, wrist out. It's an hour of jokes. There's not a single Persian joke on here. The reason is because a lot of people are going, oh, all these Middle Eastern. I go, boom, one hour. Why is it wrist out? Like you're cutting? That's one of my jokes. I can't tell you. Mm -hmm. But uh, boom, and I'm ready to do my next hour soon. So this is the stuff to be proud of because nobody picked me. I didn't have to sleep with Harvey Weinstein to earn any of this. This is just pure blood, sweat, and tears. And when you keep creating your own content, you keep moving forward while other people are sitting there going, no, he's lucky. Oh, it's because his dad's Persian. Do you feel like you're ever typecast? Because I feel like... No. No? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're treated as like an average white guy like, mm-hmm. by the industry? Which is not good. Right now, it's better. Yeah, to right be now, it's better to be different. Which you have a Persian angle going on. Yeah, but um, when it. the camera comes on across the room, if they want to put a Middle Eastern guy on the sitcom... You think your put, best friend looks more Persian? Yeah, uh, if they're gonna put, if they're like, hey, we're, we're doing a sitcom and we need to have an Asian girl and the Middle Eastern best friend. Well, Kayvon, no, that guy looks white. We need a Middle Eastern But guy. a lot of you guys look white. No, it, the industry is ra- basically racist at the end of the day. They're only picking what sure. they think belongs there. And for the longest time, they only pick white people. They pick white people to play the last Japanese yeah, samurai <laughs> or the last you know king of Africa and it's a white guy with like brown on his face well the industry tried to overcorrect so in the last decade it's like there are white guys who get on obviously but uh it's more like fresh off the boat crazy rich Asians kebab comedian tour you know anything other than white has been the, the go-to for the industry lately so people don't look at you and say, oh, he's Persian. They don't look at me and go, oh, he's very funny. And he talks about his dad, who's Persian. They go, no more white guy. But you toured with Maz Rubani. Like, how is that? Yeah, so Maz will that get that the gig because he's well, I mean, Middle he's, Eastern. Yeah. He's perfect. The camera goes, boop, friendly Middle Eastern, back to you. Uh, you know, sitcom. But with me, it's just keep working because um, eventually maybe they'll look for me. But until then, I'm going to keep getting my own name out there. Because you're grinding it out there on Instagram. And it's just like, uh, oh, yeah. putting out so much stuff. This oh, dude works hard. Content. Oh, my God. You got to put at least, I, my goal is to put at least two funny videos on Instagram a week. Mm-hmm. Two funny pictures. And then the rest is slice of life. Here's me at the airport. Here's me with the dog. Yeah, hey, travel. Like, he has like five suitcases over there. Yeah, yeah. I got all this. So like because how, I don't know how many of each size to bring for merchandise. Mm-hmm. And so, and look, I don't buy his stuff so he doesn't have to lug it all back to no, me. I don't want to bring. Uh, I have ten shirts of each size with me. Oh, you have shirts? Can you show us the shirts? Yeah, okay. Might as well just show everything. Right, yeah, as a podcast, yeah. buy his stuff. That's how you're gonna. He's gonna come to your town. Right. Why don't you come to Irvine? So I'm sick of people many, saying like, that white guys don't like booty because I'm half white, half Persian, and both half like booty. Right. So I got the T-shirt. No oh, ass, all peace out. Oh my god. You even got a nice ass, I'll pass. Peace. I'm no a booty, I'm out. And uh, yes. or if you do not eat your fruit, you will never see peaceful life. <laughs>
Okay, there you go. Okay, teach me some bad uh, Farsi so words. That's one. I, I need some uh, Farsi words. But yeah. Do you... He has a lot of stuff, guys. He has like suitcases full of books and DVDs and like. It's not all for stuff. this one show, but I'm doing a five show tour right now. Oh so then I got the t shirt. Once you go Persian, there is no, no other, other version. version. So, oh, these, that's so I have to have that's 10. Like an XL yeah, it is. <laughs> I have to have 10 XL, 10 large, 10 medium, 10 small. Okay. Then great. 10, 10, 10 in this size too. So for each show, I need to have what is that? My XL, large. Oh, he's medium, just gonna say here. Small. That's, that's cool. 80 shirts. 80 shirts. That's yeah. A lot. For each show, they don't all sell, but you have to have them. Because the last thing you want is a sorority yeah. to come up and be like, can we get seven for our girls? And you're like, I only have two smalls. Can you be a medium? Are you calling me fat? <laughs> our sorority girls are a main um, clientele. No, true. but you never know when they're going to come. That's very true. Sometimes. So you perform for like a uh, Persian audience. You, you wrote in your book, like you literally go to their houses. <laughs> yes. Very important Persians. Yes. So like, what is that like? So Persians are so wealthy and they throw big parties and they're opulent and they're just like, hey, you're doing a show in our living room. Now, most times doing a show in someone's living room is a, a step down in your career. But for <laughs> Persians, it's like, can I do this every week? This is better than the comedy club. That's hilarious. Yeah, they treat you well, they feed you, and they pay you on time. That's awesome. Where's your rope? Go so find like, your rope. Rope, rope. Go fetch rope. Where's your rope? Go touch. Tuck. So, like, what was your favorite audience to perform for ever? I mean, I do 500 shows like wow. almost like a, year. a year. That's amazing. Because <laughs> on an average comedy club week, you're doing a Wednesday, a Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and Damn. a Sunday. You're and like on the road. And on Sunday, I'll try to get another show for kids, like wow. like a Persian party or a house party. That's amazing. So we're talking about eight to 10 shows a week. You work like forever. All right. So what's your 50 next? 50 weeks a year. 50 weeks. Yeah. It's like. That's four, four to 500 shows a year. Yeah. And it's and you March. Get People go, how do you remember your jokes? I'm like, I don't have time to forget them. I'm trying to forget them. That's awesome. And I'm looking forward to the show, uh, like in an hour. So, like, uh, before we wrap up, like, what what are your next projects? What's what are you doing? Well, I'm gonna film a new one-hour special. I have a special coming out in March. Nice. It's a dry bar comedy special. Okay. Comedians that do dry bar have to do half an hour clean comedy. Dry bar is the number one clean comedy provider online. If you've been on Facebook or YouTube, you've probably seen a dry bar special. Go find your rope. Rope, rope, rope. Where's your rope? Anyway, so I'm gonna, that's going to be released in March, and hopefully I meet a whole new group of Christian and Mormon fans that I've never met all throughout the U.S. Because awesome. then you have new pockets of people to entertain. The problem is when those clean people come, some of my jokes ain't exactly clean, and they're going to be like, oh, my goodness, why did you say GD? I'm like, I don't know. That's one of my jokes. So Crazy. All right, so that's me. <laughs> so <laughs> Cheers. Uh, so how can we find you? How can we stalk you online, book you for shows? Google K-V-O-N, comedian. I'm the only one. Kayvon, the half Persian, the half, -Persian. half voice, and 100% funny. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for this. You're amazing. Um, let me get to the end meeting. Say bye-bye, Reno. Say bye-bye, Reno. Say bye-bye. Say bye-bye, camera. All right, wait, we'll do